I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Welcome to episode number 121 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies and none other than Sally Williams and her twin cat. <laughs> Oh yeah, put it right up, put it right up to the to the camera. Yes. There you go. Baby. Look at that. It's a little calico. How freaking cute. Yeah, I mean if you went underneath, see? Ah, see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I have to tell you, during the countdown to the podcast, I we were like, what? What episode is? I know. I was like frantically trying to find. I don't even know what it is. I, I don't know if I said it right either. I don't even oh, know what I said. But whatever. hey to everyone joining us. Hello. Judith and Anna and Robin, Sissy Darby and Journey Lynn. What a cool name. Marilyn, you are on time. What's going yes, on? Yes, you are. What's happening, Marilyn? Uh, check it out. I know everyone that's listening to this podcast can't see it, but Sally has one of the coolest crazy cat lady mugs I have ever seen. It was well, gifted to me, too, by my husband's boss and his wife. They said they saw it, and they were like, oh, that's Sally. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we get a lot of those, Sally. too. <laughs> I don't know why. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, well, we have quite the collection. I have to say, so uh, this is, I'm excited about this uh, whole episode because you have a lot of really exciting, innovative amazing things to share with everyone who cares about cats. But before we jump into the mission, meow, yeah. can you give everyone, you have been a cat lady for a hot, hot minute, right? A hot minute. A hot minute, yeah. Can <laughs> you share minute. with everybody a little bit about your background? Yes. Uh, who you are, I what you do I will start at the very beginning, and then I will Fast forward light years to more recently, but I kid you not, it all started when my mama was pregnant with me because when I was in her belly, Sandy, the beautiful ginger cat slept on me the whole time. And then when I was born, he slept in my bassinet and everybody was freaking out. Everybody would come over and be like, you have to take the cat out of there. It's going to smother your baby. It's going to steal its breath, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Obviously that didn't happen, but I feel like that was the very beginning. Like from that moment, it was meant to be. And then, you know, many, many, many cats later, um, I became a shelter volunteer because I got very sick and I couldn't work. And honestly, um, it was the best gift ever. Like, I, obviously I wish I didn't get sick. I still have chronic fatigue syndrome, much, much better. But in the moment, my doctor very wisely said, on the days you feel good, what do you want to do if you were to volunteer? And I'm like, well, I'd want to work with cats. And he's like, go do it. On the days you feel good, go do it. And so I did that for eight years. And in those eight years, I was approached at the shelter and they said, you have a real gift with these cats. And in between, I had studied um, animal Reiki and became an animal Reiki practitioner. I was a pet sitter, strictly actually should just say cat sitter. Um, and they said, you were really gifted with the shy cats and the ones that are struggling with a little bit of aggression. And we think we'd like to pursue this with you, right? So that turned into me studying to become a cat behaviorist. And uh, I had my business, The Contented Cat, for eight years. And then um, 
in that time frame, sadly, my cat Brody was diagnosed with cancer. And, uh, but I turned that into an inspiration to start a nonprofit to help people that also had cats and dogs diagnosed with cancer. And I had that for almost seven years. And in that time frame, you guys know, I started something called the Feline Fine Project because between the Brody Fund and being a cat behaviorist, I found out um, how many people weren't taking their cats to the vet. In fact, sometimes when I would ask my clients, you know, what's your vet's name? Oh, we don't have one. So I was like, oh, just no. And uh, so I thought there needed to be uh, someone out there advocating for annual and biannual for seniors wellness exams. And obviously, sometimes you need more vet visits than that based off of what your cat's needs may be, medical, special needs. Um, And that, so I ended up seeing you guys at a lot of cat conventions where I had a birdie fun table and was lucky enough to speak um, about the birdie fund and both the feline fine project with people like Tabitha Kachara and um, Tom Arslanian and Dr. Liz Bales. And, you know, that, so that kind of is how everything just kind of went for me and because I loved cats and just wanted to do everything I could to advocate for them, keep them healthy, keep them in happy homes. Uh, yeah. So that's how it just snowballed. I love it. Right. Like, woo. <laughs> <laughs> but you really took something that, you know, is so challenging for so many people. Anytime that, you know, there's a hiccup in our life's plan, uh, you really found the silver lining in it and have turned it into such a purposeful journey. I love it so hard. I also love that you mentioned the fact that a ginger kitty welcomed you ah. into the world. And it's 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 funny because we were just talking with somebody at was it on QA last night. Oh yes. Uh, Randy was expecting her first human baby with her eight cats and was, you know, just asking, you know, uh, about how to help her cats be, you know, prepare for the new baby. And yep. I think it's so wonderful. It was so refreshing to hear someone so excited about welcoming their first human baby it's, into their family. It's and not so special. It's so special to have that bond. Like that bond for me as a kid, Sandy was just always by my side walking. And, I, you know, and he was an indoor outdoor cat. It, that was far more common back then. I mean, I'm I'm old. So, uh you know, he was always outside with me and I'd be outside and he would just come out of the bushes. And I mean, he was just always a huge part of my life. And he was one of those cats that was just, I don't know if he would been at a shelter, everybody would have been fighting over him. He was just so sweet and friendly and you could, you know, touch any part of him and he wouldn't react. And he, he was just wonderful. And what a, you know, a blessing for other families. If they have any hesitations, I know people think, Oh, well, a cat might scratch or what just, relax about it a little bit and it's all going to be okay. And as long as like they make sure, like my mom just never, Sandy was always allowed in my room. Like when they were setting things up for me to come home, unknowingly they were doing what a behaviorist would say, like let, let the cat smell everything and let the cat be in the bassinet and smell her toys and even get a scent of like the lotions you might be using on your bait. Like all, she just did all that naturally. So I love that. Yeah, your mom's very smart. She was very original. She definitely was. I mean, and she, all my cats adored her. Like as soon as, you know, my mom came over, all the cats were on her and in her lap. She just, she had really good um, kitty energy. 
Uh, yeah, I this love is it. for everyone noticing our cute kitty. Thank you, Journey Lynn. Uh, Friday, girl. This is girl Friday. Yeah, all mine would be sleeping, so I came prepared. So whenever we wanted to see somebody, I'll shake the treat bag. <laughs> I have four. I have the possum foursome at home, but I know they're. So we're doing some renovation right now, and so their safe space is going upstairs. So they've been napping up there. But I know that, like, if I shake that bag, West and Jameson will likely come around. Oh, I love it West. So I much. love West. Okay, so tell oh. us about Mission Meow. Oh. Yay. We're okay. so excited about this. So as you know, I said goodbye to the Brody Fund. Um, not, And I always clarify this by saying the Brody Fund was, was a healthy nonprofit, but it was in the pet cancer world, and it was just time to kind of move away from that because it became very difficult. And um, the I gave myself some time off. And what became clear was that I really love the nonprofit world. I, I don't know that I would ever want to do anything else. I, for any of you that are in the, that world or are thinking about it or have ever been a part of it, you understand the joy of giving. Like there's just nothing that will come close. And so I started just making lists, you know, like, your teachers or your your mentor or whatever would tell you, right? Pros and cons and, you know, diff so I'm writing all these different lists. And in my brain, it's like, what's my mission? What's my mission? And I, I always knew alliteration was important. I was like, my mission is Mission Meow. Like before I even knew what it was, I knew what the name was. And I immediately went and re did some research to make sure that that was an available name and I was good to go. And then I started writing lists about, okay, what do I like about nonprofits? What are, what, is, what are the challenges in nonprofits? Fundraising, big challenge for nonprofits. What are the ways nonprofits raise money? Okay, they do it through individual donations. They um, do it through events and fundraising, which is not a way to be getting the, you burn out. Like you just can't do that. Grants are another, um, but there's a lot of competition for grants. Not everybody can write a grant. You know, it's, it's a lot of work. And, you know, there's there's less out there now that that's just the fact. Um, and the other way are businesses. Businesses tend to be very philanthropic these days. And oh, my God, I see cat. But oh, like bright cat. butt. she is on Adrian's shoulders right oh. now. Um, so I, I just started to hone in on the business aspect of it because so many businesses are philanthropic. And then I started asking my friends in the nonprofit world just to see if they had the same experience that I had with the Brody Fund about businesses and how they donate. And maybe you get one, two, three donations a month and the amounts vary and it's all meaningful. I don't want to take anything away from that. Anything that the business donates to a nonprofit is amazing. But for small nonprofits, it tends to be small-ish donations and they go into general funding. So my question was to these people that run nonprofits, where does the money go that the businesses are giving you? And they're like, well, it goes to general funds, like I said. I'm like, so what does that pay for? And they're like, well, I can't specify because general fund doesn't really, it keeps the bit, it keeps the nonprofit running, but we can't say it paid for X, Y, or Z. Right. And I thought, well, there has to be a way if there's all these nonprofits. So if you multiply out businesses donating a couple times a month and you multiply out all the different nonprofits, that's a lot of donating going on and it's all going to a good place. But what if we could bring all these businesses together? and make a bigger impact. So that's where I started going. So my goal with Mission Meow 
this is my goal, we'll see where we go, is to launch with 150 businesses. And why that number? Well, because it's divisible by three. And we would ask businesses to sign on to donate quarterly. So it would be 50 in one month, 50 in the next, 50 in the next. And then the new quarter would start again and the original 50 would be back up for donating. So you sign on. So imagine, and I'll get into all the nitty gritty, imagine 50 businesses in one month and they choose how they fundraise best. And you know, we talked about this. So if you don't want to do any work and you just say, I love what you're doing and I want to donate, you can do that. If you prefer to do a percentage of the sales of your business, you can do that. If you have a product that you'd like to pick that month and you want to donate the proceeds of the product, you can do that. Or if you're brick and mortar and you just want to put a donation box up, or I love the paw print campaigns when I go into my supermarket and I give them $5 and I write my pet's name down and they stick it up somewhere. Cause then every time I go in, I'm like, yay. Um, so we, we will not tell the businesses how to go about that, but we will give them all the things that they need. And we'll get into that to make this happen. But so at a minimum, if 50 businesses at a minimum raise or donate $200 every quarter, that's $10,000 in one month. Where the average small nonprofit, the people that I've talked to are getting anywhere between $100 and $500 in a month from businesses. So by all of us coming together, I think we can blow that number out of the water. I think $10,000 is just a starting point. But now all of a sudden, real change happens for a small nonprofit. That's, that's making a dream come true. That can be you are a small rescue and you need to completely renovate your space because it's just not up to code, whatever. That can make that happen. What if you um, are using your beater of a car because it's all you got and you're doing transports in TNR and you could really use a van. You can go out and buy that with Mission Mia with that kind of money. Or what if you are a rescue that doesn't have a neonatal program because it's $800 to get an incubator and then you have to train your, you know, your volunteers and you need to give them the supplies for this. You could start a small neonatal program whatever it is that your dream is that's what we want to do i feel like santa claus when i talk about this like we could give the best gift to a small nonprofit. and on the flip side the businesses now know where their money has gone they can say we signed on with mission meow and we uh, uh, whichever one of those things happened we were a part of making that happen and how amazing would that be I well, tell us about how you're picking the uh, where the money goes to the nonprofits that it's that it's so going. So there will be an application process and a committee that will be vetting the nonprofits and reading through how and where their money is going to go. And then we have the ability once we build that relationship, then we follow up with them and they then report back to us. This is what it's done. There'll be a contract for them and a contract for the business, and. We're setting parameters so that we're going to really fine tune. What does it mean to be a small nonprofit? You need a budget above this so you're organized enough so that you can track where you know your money is going. But you're not going to be above this number because at that point you have a large donor base and you probably have gifts and grants and all that. And so you're pretty well set up. So we want to find that sweet spot where we're really 
making change for a small nonprofit. So we will vet the nonprofits for the businesses so they don't have to do that. And it's going to be through an application process. And they will all be feline um, yes. specific nonprofits. Yep. So it can be a rescue, a TNR group, a sanctuary, you know, any of these. I'm excited to maybe, I hope like senior, we, we can help rescues that are focused on seniors or maybe ones that are, you know, focused on FELV or areas that aren't maybe as flashy. Um, everybody loves kittens, you know, and we want to help during kitten season. But I know there's rescues out there that you know, their facilities probably could use an upgrade, but it's really hard for them to get the money because it's not as glamorous. You know, um, it's hard to get FELV cats adopted. It's hard to get senior cats adopted. So they're in their system a little bit longer and then the medical might cost a little bit more. So you're so focused on having the money for the day to day that you can't imagine that big dream, that wish. And so we're hoping that we can make wishes come true. And it's that mentality of scarcity as well. I mean, for so many nonprofits, if they do so, get a donation that is, you know, $500 or $1,000, it's like, God, we've got to hold on to this with, you know, be very careful. Maybe it's food. Maybe you never know when that something might happen, right? What if we have an emergency and then we've got nothing and then we're scrambling with a fundraiser, you know? Yeah. Right. I love how much your your journey, you know, even, even everything that you've done, you know, at working having your own nonprofit really, you know, when you first told us about this, I was just so floored by the fact that not only do we believe that everything happens for a reason. And certainly in this situation, it seems all like so clear, you know, for all you the stars to start volunteering and then for you to start your own nonprofit. Yes. And now, uh, to, it's you, all led to right to this right now. Has, but it's that 30,000 foot view that you really got in focus because it is, how many rescues are, are nobody else is doing this nobody else has has thought what if we organize businesses that want to help and yeah. in a way that made it uh life-changing for all these rescued animals and for and for the, the this is the joy of giving yes. right so it's going to be big picture joy of giving like really big um so I, I just, I love that, you know, and at the end of the campaign, so we'll supply the businesses with, you know, the, the images that they need for the campaign, whether they're just donating and they want an image that just says, we're a part of Mission Meow this month and we're helping this rescue and we give them the verbiage or they need um, for social media, they need an image, we'll supply that or they're brick and mortar and they need an image to print out. We'll give them everything. We're, we're getting graphic designers on board, volunteers to help us with each campaign. Uh, we have writers already on board. We're gonna get more. We wanna have like a lot because I know the volunteers can burn out and we wanna have enough so that we're not using everybody every month. Um, we'll give them the verbiage about the rescue so they can properly share because who knows, they may also inspire people who just like the businesses to also donate because the, we'll have a donate button on the website when the website goes live so that um, anybody can donate at any time. So, and we will have merchandise too, because this is a pretty darn cute base for a t-shirt. I, I can just see it all. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. We need t-shirts. I need the t-shirt. Oh, as soon as they're, yeah. As soon as they're done, you know. 
Definitely. Um, so we have thought about, okay, what do the businesses need and what do the nonprofits need? So on the website too, we will list all the businesses. They will be listed there so people will know who is supporting us. Cause I think that's really important. Cause in turn, then they may say, well, I want to shop this business. They they're giving back. And I like that. And I personally do. I prefer to shop in places that I know give back. I mean, I know there's a lot of big companies out there, small companies out there that I know are philanthropic. I choose them over ones that aren't anytime. Um, so they will be listed on the website in the contract. It will be, they will have a certain number of um, social media mentions, um, we're getting bloggers on board and we'll write blogs. So our bloggers will be able to interview people from the company. And so we can put out blogs telling people about how awesome they are. Uh, we're creating newsletters so that bi-monthly there'll be a newsletter go out. And in the newsletter, we will be able to mention the businesses. And same with the emails. So during the month, we will be blasting out emails and uh, the businesses that are involved in each month will be going out in the newsletters too, because we want to it's just a nice way of saying thank you. Thank you for doing this because you're going to make an amazing change in the small, the feline centric small nonprofit world. It's a mouthful. And I, love, I really, really love, and I love that you're, you're going to be so, so part of like the vetting process. I mean, there's so many incredible nonprofits out there that are doing incredible, amazing, brave, beautiful things. But I do love the fact that you mentioned, you know, our senior cats are often overlooked. Judith mentioned bit of heart and said senior cats, senior cats. It's so hard. It is one of those things where it's kind of like, ah, they had a good life. How many people have actually said that when it's like they are, they are living and we want them to live their best life. And, and some amazing rescues doing that same with FELV or FIV kitties. It's, it's yeah. like, they're the last to get it work to be done. And thank God somebody's doing it, but they may not get as much attention unless some organizations just, are very social media savvy. I can think of a few that I follow that um, they're doing a lot of TNR, which is not glamorous work by any means. And I see them using social media to show the transformations of these cats that look like they are five minutes away from crossing the bridge and they save them and then you see them getting adopted. But what happens in that time? First of all, all the time it took for the TNR all the medical it took to get them where they are. And it's hard work and it costs a lot of money. Some groups, but they know how to really get that message out. I think of um, the cats of San Bernardino. I follow them and like they do it so well. They tell a story, but not everybody knows how to, has the time or knows how to use social media really well. Right. So true. Yeah. yeah. It's true. So, many of many of these rescues, because they're just they're they're, they're in, busy. They're just in the in the time in the work. You know? Time of year, like you oh. know, I, mean, I know people trying to adopt are like, I can't get a hold of the you know this group, and I'm like, well, they just don't have time to get back to you. They're out there doing the work. There's so many kittens right now, and they just don't they can't they can't return an email, right? Um, and they need help. Yeah, oh, we you just know? did a fundraiser with uh, Heidi's Village, a beautiful a nonprofit down in Phoenix, Arizona, they had uh, 70 neonatal kittens there that another, basically like 150 super young babies, plus uh, uh, so many so many animals that they were helping, special needs, uh, puppies, even cleft palates. I mean, their animal sanctuary. It was uh, really eye-opening, not just to realize the number of little lives that need help, but the amount of manpower that and the resources that yes. go into that. Yeah. It's, 
Yeah, like you were saying with neonatal kittens, like you have to have you have to have somebody twenty four hours a day. You know, there has to you you can't just be like, oh, okay, we're gonna go help them during the day and then just leave them. Yeah, twenty four hour. No, find somebody who can either be taking them to work. Well, neonates you need incubators, so you need to be at home in the beginning stages, and then when they're young kittens, they have to go with you everywhere, and Mm -hmm. you know. But in the neonate stage, you are at home with an incubator, and you have to be up and making sure they're okay, and it's a really it's a really tough job, but there's a lot of people who want to do it, who are, especially now, so many more people are working from home, right? This is an opportunity where if rescues had the money to set people up, they could do it because more people are working from home. And this is something we can do now. And fostering is something that, you know, oh, if, yeah. if my husband said I could, you know, I'd be, I'd be on that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and Laura, Stay here. focused. Laura, I know. Focused. Yeah. Don't take on too much. Yeah. <laughs> but great point, Laura Lee. I, I think that's so true. TNR is nonstop. You can never get ahead of the numbers. I feel like this is such, it just is a mind blowing, eye opening moment uh, for, for you to have this concept, this idea uh, yeah. to, to engage businesses that want to be a part, you know, it, it's well, and for the businesses to be able to know where the money's going and to be able to tell, you know, their customers for, for instance, like, uh, you yes. know, you know, the proceeds of this is actually going here this month and it's, you know, and, and it's going to save these, you know, it's not just like one thing, but it's like this month it's going to this, yeah. you know, like it's, it's really, we hope that it will encourage some businesses who are thinking about it, but didn't have the time to do the research or just didn't know where to start. Start with us. When we launch in the fall, start with us because we'll be able to do all the things that you don't have the time to do. And we'll, we'll take a lot of that work away from it. And then you'll know more. I'm sorry. I just had a light bulb moment because the entire time my thing was on private chat and I'm like, how are they reading these comments? I finally just clicked on comments. (laughs) Operation illumination. But, I, I also think to that point that you just said, like sometimes you just have to need to click a button and then voila, <laughs> you're, you're coming up with this concept, which is going to be engaging so many business, which is businesses, which is going to be helping so many nonprofits, which is going to be uh, precipitating, spreading the word about these nonprofits, with, yeah. which is just incredible to me because I feel like that is what, you know, when you think about things like TNR, when you think about things like uh, kitten season, senior cat rest sanctuaries the cats with special needs uh, journey lynn has two senior kitties a blind kitten oh. and a the people out there that are wanting to adopt and welcome these beautiful beings into their forever homes are going to have so much more access in a way because of this yeah. because the businesses are going to be excited about helping the rescues which may not have social media but are going to be all over the place in your newsletters and on the business feed it's really the the snowball effect of this is that's the thing mm-hmm. that's what excites me so much like so we're we're in the groundwork phase right now i am build because i know last time after jumping into the brody fund like deep end i had nonprofit status in six weeks i had never done this before and i was flying by the seat of my pants and i want to do that again so now i have my board already and i'll get to the board people i'm get bringing in the volunteers now i'm you know cultivating a list of businesses we know somebody well which way do i point we know a couple people that yeah um, so, you know, it's now the foundation is being built, but 
in my brain, it's already going like I have the one year, two year, three year, five year imagination of, okay, so if initially we start off with between 75 and 100, you know, my goal is 150. So let's just say, but down the road, imagine we have more than that. We have two campaigns running in a month because there's no competition. There's different businesses that are doing this. So that's not like you could have multiple campaigns going in a month once you get enough businesses. So we can help even more. It's, it, it, the, the possibilities are endless. It's just getting everything set so the structure's right, having the right team in place so that when it's launch time, we're good to go. You know, that's that's the important thing. So that's like the really hard work is uh, the behind the scenes stuff is happening right now. Building that infrastructure and the relationships. Yeah. I really feel like it's so exciting. What is your what is your. Uh, you said in the fall. Is there an actual date you've got? So we, our plan right now is for October. We feel like we can get everything ready for October. And then we're when we get closer, we'll announce the big event that's going to happen around it. So we're going to tie it. We're going to have an event with a nonprofit. And so it'll be a whole, you know, proper launch. Um, so that's the goal. You froze for a second. You're going to so have an event, have an with, event a with a nonprofit. And, and, yes. So we'll have a proper launch. Oh, proper yeah. launch. Okay. <laughs> Jazz hands, right? A proper launch. Um, <laughs> and if for any reason we feel like we're not quite ready, we'll go in December and have the event and then fully launch at the beginning of the of 2023 so that we can start at the beginning of a quarter that would just make more sense than starting in december but we would still we just feel like okay we'll put it out there what businesses want to be a part of our launch and then we'll kick off with the with the january start so either way we'll be ready to go this year. I I really feel positive about October, the way things are going right now. I don't see any reason why October won't happen. I yeah. love it. So your the the website is not live yet, but I know you've got your yeah. social up, which is social very media is live. So website these things what so for us to get going, it take it it's there's a cost to it. And um I'll tell you at the end how people can help with that because they, they can start helping now. Um, because there's a cost to that. Websites are expensive and it's important that the website's really done right. It's something I learned with the Brody Fund. I did the initial website of the Brody Fund and there were so many glitches and issues and some of the images were good. Some of them weren't as good. And I just realized if if I'm talking about it out when I'm at a table, the first place somebody's going to go after they talk to me, if they're interested, is the website. That's the face of the organization. And I thought I am really failing right now because if it looks, if it doesn't look good, people might think twice about donating. They might not donate as much. We can't, it, that's perception is, is reality. And so I went to this awesome guy who had done a lot of other nonprofits and he cleaned it all up. Um, I got proper photographs taken and we really, it made such a big difference. And I got so many uh, wonderful comments and great feedback when we did that. We changed the website between that and our table for the Brody Fund. I happened to be married to somebody who's in the printing world. And so we were really well branded with sign like and that's really important. So all of these things, you know, uh, the website, establishing nonprofit status, because 
I prefer using an attorney. I have a nonprofit attorney making sure every I is dotted, T is crossed. There's no reason because this all goes to the IRS. And if you make one mistake on the application, your application goes to the bottom of the pile and you're going to take longer. Where if everything is done right and you use an attorney, especially one that's been doing this for a long time, they are familiar with them. You go to the top of the pile and you get things done faster. Um, and so we are really making sure everything is done in a way where from the get go, and this is just because I had the experience of the Brody Fund, I know this, we want to make sure the website's very polished and professional launching and getting our 501c3 is done and quickly and properly. And then all our marketing materials are done right, like everything needs to be cohesive. And you know, there is a cost to all that. And so um, we will be, I'll talk about it at the end. We'll go, we'll go, we'll circle back, but we're, you know, we're going to make sure that when we go, it's really, we're ready to go. And I love that the, you know, the Brody fund um, for as many lives as that changed. Um, it also was such a, uh, such a learning curve for you. Like you, you learn so much that now, you know, <clears throat> that the website needs to be up straightforward that you have to dot every I and cross every T in order to get the, the status that you need, like all, all the stuff and things that, that was like meant to be in so many ways, the Brody fund. And, and, in this way, it's like, it's your, you know, it's like, I, I can do it. I already did this once. So I know so many steps that I, you know, and I surrounded myself with people. There are people that are helping me now that were involved with the Brody fund who, even if they're not going to be on the board, I have volunteers from the Brody Fund already helping me. And so there's a lot of people behind the scenes who went through that with me and gained a lot of experience. And you know what? I have to give a huge shout out to when well, the Brody Fund partnered with um, an organization called Karma Sue, who also um, gives grants for uh, pet cancer. And the um, founder of that organization is Britt Slagel. And Britt is she's got a mind in the nonprofit world and I was so lucky to be able to pick her brain all the time. So I had to give her a shout out there because she is one of the most organized people. And she just is so, I mean, the application, like everything I learned so much for, from her. I mean, we were give and take, like I love doing fundraisers and I love being out there and I don't, I'm not afraid about talking in front of a group of people as long as I'm passionate about it. Like if off the, you know, something out, no, this world, I can do all that. Um, so we kind of complemented each other well, but she really um, helped it with my organizational skills and really understanding, you know, the the really important things about nonprofits. And so did I also another shout out this amazing woman, this book, if anybody is in the nonprofit world. Mm hmm. Amazing, amazing, amazing book. Her book, Nonprofits Are Messy. Like, there's just so many ways, so many different areas that I got help in. And now it's all coming to this point. <laughs> Those that are listening on the podcast didn't get to see oh, that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that is Joan Geary's, uh, what was the name of the book? So this one is called Nonprofit Leadership. But the one that really in the beginning made a huge difference for me was something called Nonprofits Are Messy. Because I was just like, some days I was like, Oh God, what is, what's happening? And that's, I was, it was normal. Like the nonprofit world is just, it is, it's challenging because there's board turnover, there's volunteer turnover, there's, you know, planning for a big fundraiser. And there's always, it's like 
construction in the house, always something that you don't expect is going to happen, happens. It's the same thing with events too. And so these, that nonprofits are messy book, man. Um, and I signed up for her nonprofit leadership lab and there's so many people. One thing people should know is that the nonprofit, the small nonprofit world, people really like helping each other and lifting each other up and being supportive. And I have found that at least my personal experience is that other nonprofits have been wanting to collaborate and wanting to help. I haven't felt that um, comp the competition um, that I was kind of expecting. I sometimes hear that in the rescue world. I'm sure you do too, but uh, I just didn't have that experience. And I have found that small nonprofits are willing to help other small nonprofits any way they can. There's no, there's no scarcity of, you know, donors out there. You know, if I, if I had an event and I was helping a rescue at my event, I was never afraid that, Oh, I'm going to lose donors. They're going to like them better. Like that just doesn't, that's just not true. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and especially whole, in the cat world. Well, and I was going to say our, our cat community, if there's one thing that we are, so grateful for on a daily basis is just being part of this cat community that is exactly how it works everyone is trying to lift each other up they're supportive they're empathetic they if they uh, if there's anything they can do to help they do i mean it is an incredible thing and i know uh, you know a lot of people are commenting they like the concept but you know money as tight as that sort of thing it, it's not about that it's literally about you know as this as this grows uh I really feel like everyone in the cat community can play a, a part, whether it is oh, a, a nonprofit. It's not always about the, the donating. Right. Yeah. Well, it's just about spreading the word, though. I really feel like that's it's a huge right. part of it. If you yes, can't donate, yes. like what we're doing, follow us on our page and share it. That's yes. a huge part. I've always said that, like with the Birdie Fund, I'm like, if you can't donate, share the message. If you can volunteer, maybe you have a certain kind of skill that you can be a volunteer because you don't have to be here in New Jersey. We're going to have volunteers all over the place. Our board members are going to live in different places because this is something that's going to happen nationally. So yeah. you can, and, and even say you want to donate and you think $5 isn't going to make a difference. I guarantee you that $5 is going to make a difference, especially because there's probably a hundred other people out there thinking the same thing. And that five dollars just became 500. Right. right. Exactly. So, you don't have to donate. You can do other things, but also don't think that that little amount doesn't mean something. It does. It well, really does. Let's talk about pushing the needle a little bit because moving the needle as it were. Yes. Uh, because I do feel like, especially in our community, there are lots of people we learn about. What does uh, moving the needle mean? It's moving the needle. It's, move, it's, it's, a, thing. it's a thing. It's, it's but a what thing. does it mean? It means moving the needle. Isn't it kind of, didn't it come from kind of like a, like an odometer, speedometer, like you start at it zero and when you hit the gas, you move the needle. Oh, okay. Thanks, girls. Right. Thank You're you so accelerating much. and moving the needle. Did I do that well? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But, but I do know even in, in our community that, you know, there are businesses that people really love. They love to support certain businesses. There are nonprofits where they rescued their own rescue babies. Uh, if someone does know of businesses that would be a good fit or, or their business, then yeah, is it is it just message you on social media? What's the yeah, best? Way? Right now, just reach reach. I mean, there is if people want to write down, there's an email. It's mission meow 
22 because it's 2022. So mission meow 22 at gmail.com. So people can email that or they can reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram and just DM our private message because, and it doesn't have to be like, it doesn't have to be a cat business. There could be owners of the bakery down the street and they love animals. They might want to help your yeah. local bank. Lots of banks are very giving in their communities. I mean, so it could be a it could be super like it could be a car company. It doesn't have to be a cat specific business. It just has to be somebody that wants to give back to the animal community because we all love animals. I want to say something because when we talked because we just chatted recently, I was so happy to catch up. Um, but one of the things that excited me and excited you guys too is that. This is about pulling a community together of people where we, some people feed raw, some people feed dry food, some people have a breed, some people have, you know, a rescue, some people only like clay cat litter, some like only, you know, all natural. All of that goes to the wayside. It doesn't matter. All of us love cats and this is going to help cats. Yes. So all of that just disappears and we just have one big kumbaya moment and come together and make a difference for a small nonprofit that is helping cats in need. Yes. I Saving lives. So yes. So hard. And yeah. I love Marilyn said, Marilyn said your <laughs> excellent, excellent point about $5 being helpful. I think sometimes, you know, we think the need is too great and there's nothing I can do. There's, it's, it's amazing. And sometimes it is that uh, the one pence that was given that makes the biggest difference. Um, it really, uh, Laura Leah is asking, is the contact the same way if we know of rescues that could benefit from this? Say that again. I was shaking a treat bag. <laughs> <laughs> Get those babies. Where's West? I, come on, angels. Uh, Laura Lee asked, is the contact, the, is the email meow, address the same? 22 at gmail.com, the same contact if uh, they know of rescues that could benefit from this. That one um, is, so uh, I would say hold off on um, reaching out to rescues that could benefit until we're ready with the application process. And okay. that will be something, follow us on Instagram at Mission Meow, follow us on Facebook at Mission Meow because we've been introducing the board members. And um, we will start introducing businesses and then we'll let you know when the application process opens up and we will announce what the guidelines are so that there will be no confusion as whether a nonprofit falls. They'll know whether they can apply or not. We'll make sure everything is very clear. Um, but so, you know, just give us a little time and then the application will be available. But in the meantime, um, yeah, just keep following along because we're going to make announcements. So can I say who some of our board members are? Yes, please do. Okay. So um, Tamara Slanian was with me from the jump, very beginning. She is the author of Shop Cats in New York, which she was the writer of. And Andrew Martella, cat photographer, did the photography. Amazing book. If you don't have it, get it. She also writes a blog called I Have Cat. And she has been a huge part of the cat community. You'd see her at conventions. I mean, she um, she spoke with me once. I know she introduced Jackson at an event. She, she's been in the cat world for a long time. And then my soul sister, um, Jen Glick from Volana Cote, V-O-L-A-N-A-K-O-T-E. She makes uh, jewelry with whiskers in it, which if you can see this, so this is one of my beautiful rings. Oops, see, it's this camera's like- backwards. Oh, I see it. Oh my God. That's, that's so my kitty's whiskers in there. 
Stop. That's is that not so beautiful? That is so cool. So you can, you can send her whiskers and she can like found whiskers, right? You can send and she'll work with you and make a piece. Or if your uh, cat has passed away, I have tribute pieces where, you know, after Marlon passed, I saved his whiskers. I have um, two whisker pieces from him. And I also have his ashes in a locket that she did. And then also this beautiful bracelet is from Gen 2 whiskers in there. And some of them, the white ones, she dipped in gold. So I have um, gold. And it's like, I feel like I hit the jackpot when I find a black whisker. So I always look around like my litter box and the food bowls or their favorite bed, because that's where you'll find a lot of whiskers. But so Jen is uh, amazing and she's going to be a creative force for us. And what um, is her business again? Uh, Laura Lee was saying, I was just looking at her jewelry. That's crazy. Oh yeah. Her jewelry. It's so beautiful. So, so beautiful. And she's, you know what her, it's a mirror of her. She's a beautiful human being. Everybody who meets her loves her. So I'm so thrilled to have her on our board. And then uh, we announced today that Dr. Liz Bales has joined the board as our, as a, you know, a, a proper board member, um, board of trustees, and our medical advisor too. If we need to have any questions about particular rescues and things like that. Uh, if for any of you don't know her, she is the founder of um, Doc and Phoebe, which are the little mice, the hunter feeder system where you fill that with, you know, your little food and you hide it around so your cats can fulfill that hunting instinct that we know they need that, you know, foraging. And um, and then she also uh, launched a line of litter called Dr. Bell's One Source Litter. And she's a speaker. You'll see her on QVC. She's been on talk shows and she is out there. And she is one of the most amazing cat advocates that we have. I mean, she is just, I don't think there's anything that she doesn't give a hundred percent to like full on. She's just, she's amazing. Right. And right. what an amazing businesswoman she is. So we are really, really fortunate to have her on the board. So what an awesome group of people. And we'll keep adding, you know, we want to have, I learned one thing, you don't want to have too big of a board because then it gets a little, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen, but you also need enough because it's a lot of work and I'll be doing this full time. This is my full time, but a lot of it, Liz is working, Jen's working, Tamar's working, you know, so we need to have a bigger board. So we'll be making more announcements. And then next week we'll start announcing some businesses that have joined us as well. How Yay. exciting. Okay. Well, in the comments are asking, what is the webpage of the jewelry maker? So Volana Cote. So V-O-L-A-N-A second word K-O-T-E. You can find her on, go right to her Instagram page. Cause then that will connect you. You can see images and then that'll take you to her Etsy page. Jen, you're, you're just going to have a lot of cat people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Inspired. Yes. Wow. This is really, I feel like this is the I can't believe, can you believe this? Seriously? Did you They're open sleepy. the door or are they? Wake up. Boys, come on. Somebody come say hello. Four cats in this house. Oh, oh I told, here we I go. Oh. Here we go. West Main. That is my West. Oh my love, I haven't seen your face. Sorry for the people that cannot see and are only listening, but this is my this is my Schmoopy West. And he has two faces. This is currently sleepy cranky face, and the other one you know is resting surprised face, because that's how he looks all the time. <laughs> 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 
like our jackpot. Yeah. Who's the other one? All right. And then yeah, here is. He's like, wait a second. I, you said tree. <laughs> All right. And here is the ginger tornado. Oh, oh my God. Otherwise known as Jameson, AKA Dennis the Menace. <laughs> Crash <laughs> is in the house. You know where he is. Uh, um, if you hear something hit a wall really hard, that was him. You so <laughs> named him Jamie after um, the woman who helped, you know, connected me to him. And then within like, I don't know, a couple of days, we realized his name needed to be Jamison because it seemed like he'd been drinking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. He's like, our Jack is such a crazy kid. He is talking about banging around the house. He is such a hot mess. He gets the zoomies and he literally will just run into things. I keep, I'm going to call him a, a, a boo-boo face from now on. Cause he just, he's got another little boob on his head. It's like, dude, what are you doing? That's him. Constant. And yep. thank goodness his nipping. Like he was such a nippy little kitty. It's finally finally resolving but oh he's he on instagram there's um a group called the ginger tornado crew he's in that he's an f5 <laughs> he's gorgeous oh, oh my god that. this is just such an incredible thing and i love i love I'm, i wish everyone listening to the podcast could see your beautiful babies it's just um amazing what kind of things in our lives I mean, I, um, you know, losing Marlon was one of the hardest things I ever went through in my life. You know, for all of you who have lost your soul cat, your once in a lifetime. I mean, I love these boys and I'm super, like I have a bond with each of them that's very special, but I don't think that I'll ever have a bond like I have with Marlon, partially because I adopted him when I was first diagnosed and sick and he was a little schmoopy. And then fast forward to when he had cancer, um, you know, I was his mama, I was his nurse, I was his chauffeur, I was his temperature taker, uh, you know, everything. And so you get so super close, you know, and it was two years, was it two weeks ago was the anniversary of his passing. And I, I still cried that day, to be honest. But then um, when I was crying, West found me, jumped up in my lap, I told, started touching my face touching my tears and then no you can't eat the cord so that i lose connection um yes last that is not like him see jameson is a bad influence but so this okay. guy came in and he wrapped his paws around literally one on each shoulder and then went like this and just pulled himself well not quite like this but pulled himself up and wrapped around me and um it was amazing so cats are I'm, so intuitive yeah. So lucky, so lucky. And, you know, the, on the hard days, which running a nonprofit, starting a nonprofit really, you know, it's a lot of work. And I'm so grateful that this is why I have this in my office, because I usually have two cats sleeping in there while I'm working. And, you know, they'll get, me, they'll get me through any bumpy, many bumpy times. Yeah. It's so true. And yeah. I think it, it too, I mean, I love meeting the individual cats that help teach us and form us and uh, oh, 
give us purpose, right? And, uh, and, and you can't help but think about all the cats that are sitting in a cage somewhere waiting for their forever hope, needing care and love and all the amazing nonprofits that are really doing everything in their power to give them their best life. And this, I think, is really the beginning of something so powerful. You know what? You just dawned on me something that you said. It won't only be that we're giving a grant to them, but people will start talking about them. It just like I don't and I know I probably thought about that before, but this is also going to be a platform for them for people to see them. And maybe outside of what we do, they'll get more donations. People will talk more about them because they're, you know, we'll have a full campaign for a month about them. Yeah. And that'll just be coming from you guys. But then you send out your graphics to the businesses that are that are donating and they're going to have business. They're going to have in, uh, Instagram yeah. and Facebook pages. So, they're going to have social media. And they're going to be a ripple effect. Right. Yeah. It's going to be a tsunami. Oh, I like that. The meter is going to go. Whoop, right? watch, watch that needle move. Watch that needle move. <laughs> That's right. Full circle here, full circle. Oh, Sally, Sally you're Williams, the best. You are such an inspiration. Well, you guys inspire me. You know that from the first time we met. I think it was like I don't know what happened. What we met and we were just like, oh, group hug. Like we just love each other. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. I am. I am really working hard to get to Super Zoo. So I'm hoping that you'll see me. So it's a little. So if anybody from Super Zoo is listening. I am starting a nonprofit, so I'm technically out of business, but I really want to be at Super Zoo and be connecting with people. And I want to see these, well, these two ladies. It's so weird with the camera the other way. <laughs> it is um, Right? Weird. Oh, by the way, there is Marlon right there. That cutie. Yes. Marlon is always here. Surrounded by Tostitos, always. Always. <laughs> Marlon. But so, yeah, I'm going to try to get to Super Zoo. Um, also, before we say, you know, I don't, we're, we're coming up on an hour. I don't know how long we talk, but I want to make sure I mention because it's going to launch tonight our GoFundMe for our startup costs. So anybody out there that wants to help with that. Um, and some people will, might be like, well, but you're a nonprofit. Well, but there are still startup costs and it's expensive to start up. And um, so if anybody wants to help us launch, knowing what you know, knowing what you know we're going to be able to do, it'll make a real difference because we'll be able to speed up things, you know, because we want to get the website up as quickly as possible. We want to get everything we need as quickly as possible, but there's a cost to all these things. So if you want to help us get started so we can make our October deadlines, I can control what I can control. I can do all the work and, you know, build the best team and get all the volunteers and all that. But there's some stuff I just can't do. You know, I'm not being in the cat world did not make me a millionaire. No. So, uh, I, don't it, I don't think it makes I anyone think, a millionaire. No, <laughs> it did, but it it didn't matter. The, all the all the other things that came from it, money, you know, like that's being in the cat. I hit the lottery crazy. one day and I become a millionaire. You know, you know what's going to happen to that money? <laughs> Sanctuary. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Or it's going to feed. You know, it's going to go right into my nonprofit. You know, so I love. Um, it. But yes, so there will be, you'll see it on Facebook and on Instagram. I already set up the link tree in um, 
on the IG page. So we'll launch it tonight. You'll see the graphic and in there it itemizes the, the number. It's not a huge number, but it tells you exactly like, okay, the website's going to cost this much. Um, you know, so it breaks it down so you can kind of see where the money's going. So, you know, you know what we're doing with it. I love Perfect. that. Yeah. That's I love it. Straight. That is just beautiful. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, Sissy was just asking where can it be found? So really we just need to go to your social. It'll be posted on social tonight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it will. Believe it or not, when I hang up with you, I'm quick change into my cat clothes. Cause I'm going to a cat sit with four fabulous cats that I've been taking care of for like eight years now. So wow. yeah, still a cat sitter too. Um, I don't even want to stop that. I love meeting new cats. You can't. I love you so much. Cats are so incredible. (laughs) It's just so amazing. We've known you for so many years now. And I feel like, you know, I've always admired the work that you do and how you really are so purpose driven and and everything and passion driven. And it's always been about cats. And now to think about you really taking this to the next level. I feel very, very fortunate that I got sick in my 30s. Honestly, like I'm lucky I'm not sick anymore. I, I shouldn't laugh about that because there are other people with chronic fatigue syndrome that didn't get lucky and didn't maybe have the doctor that I had um, who changed my life, who was the, the same guy who manic, managed me medically also was the one who said start volunteering. And um, I, you know, I probably would have ended up volunteering at my local shelter anywhere because my love of cats. But I don't know that all of this would have happened had I not been had that diagnosis, had I not not started volunteering. And I know I've had friends who had cancer who said, you know, obviously, I wish I never had cancer, but cancer made my life better. Mm -hmm. I'm more fulfilled now. I don't take things for granted. And I feel very much that way. I feel so fortunate that my life took this left turn. I don't know which way I just went right <laughs> left turn. And um, it, I ended up where I am because some people, um, they don't find their purpose or their passion. And I find um, later on, I'm, I'm 56 this year. And, you know, mine started later in life. I worked retail for almost 30 years. And so it's, it's not too late to find that. And for anybody who can't see, like I'm, I see you guys and I'm tired. Like I, my face hurts. Cause I just smile all the time at the thought of like, you know, I'm able to launch another nonprofit and I'll smile more because it's not cancer. And I'm so honored that I was able to do that and help the ones I helped, but there was a lot more sadness. This is going to have a lot less of that. So I'll be able to fulfill what I love to fulfill and still be smiling all the time. I have to say another beautiful cat lover here, uh, Laura Lee Medley, who is also known as the dedicated feline enthusiast, has an incredible blog you should probably check out. He said, oh, win for all, especially cats. I love yes. it. Yes. And said, I'm so sorry to Dee who lost her soul cat, Tom. I'm oh. sending you tons of love. Yes. yes. And Laura Lee, drop the link to your website here. Oh. If you will. She and said he also has chronic fatigue syndrome, the one who lost. So we have like, oh, D, I am sending so much positive energy your way. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm living a really full, full life. But I will say this to anybody who struggles with any autoimmune. The reason I can do this is because I practice the art of pacing. I am not always so animated and I meditate daily and I take a lot of downtime and I take quiet time. I have 
basically turned off my TV now with the exception of sports. I am picking up my books again. I am getting outside every day. Like that's the fuel that I need to have the energy to do to launch a nonprofit. So I'm really taking good care of myself so that I can make this happen. That's such beautiful advice that for, is, everyone. Yeah, for everyone. Really, really, truly. Right? COVID uh, really made me rethink a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, and what's amazing is, you know, is it the chicken before the egg, the egg before the chicken? How many things? Uh, I know there's been a yeah. lot of heartbreak, uh, but there's also been a lot of silver lining uh, when you're, you're dealing with adversity or challenges and stuff like that. It's really, it's really just incredible to see uh, what you kind of squeeze out of the lemon. So um, yeah. I love that Laura Lee dropped her link right here, uh, the dfe.com. This is going to be her Monday's article, so I cannot wait to read that one. Yes, uh, it's just be amazing. writing about Mission Meow. Mission. Wait, what? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Laura Lee is the dedicated feline enthusiast. Right. So Laura Lee, please yeah, reach out to me. You can send me an email at missionmeow22 at gmail.com or you can reach direct reach out directly to me so we can connect because understand that this menopausal brain sometimes doesn't retain everything that's happening. Sorry if that was too much information for y'all, but seriously. <laughs> I love you so hard. And Dee said, I also help with cat rescues in England. Oh, oh my gosh, Dee, we love you. Love you, love you. I have so many people I've connected with in the UK that I can't wait to at some point put on my social media. I am going to London because I want to meet everybody that's over there. Yes. So, yes. Many goals. Yeah. so many goals. In the yep. meantime, though, hopefully super zoo, super zoo, super zoo. If I keep it's saying thing, you know, and so it is, I will be there. I just, I really want to be there. Wonderful. We want you to Plus be I want to hug both of you. And that's oh, the way yeah. I do that. Yes. I can't wait. Our our last epic cocktail evening uh, happened over Zoom, but I or FaceTime or whatever it was. But I'm very excited about a real life hug and yes. uh, some real life cocktails. Yes, together. Yes, 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 yes and yes. Jennifer so, just said, "Manifest that shit." Yep. Yes, That's right. J Lo here. I didn't oh. know she was a cat lover. Now <laughs> That's so right, J Lo in the house. Sally yeah. Williams, thank you so much for being on our podcast. Thank you so much for using your brain and your passion to do so many amazing things. Yes, you are make a difference such in this world. a gift to this uh, world. Yes. I well, you know, it's a mutual admiration society. You guys inspire me all the time. I mean, I feel like you are just exploding. I'm like, all right, if they can do all the things that they, they're doing, I can certainly launch a new nonprofit again. I can do that. I'm gonna yeah, take some. Of, I'm gonna can. take some of your pacing to hard. Yeah, but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna learn some of your pacing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's um, so many people I would shout out to. You know, I, you know, I love me some Jay Shetty. I love that man. Love that man. Love that man. So anybody who's looking to kind of work on that, work on themselves, taking care of themselves, loving themselves, find his social and follow along because what a difference he's made in my everything everything yeah he's gonna be my next podcast listen yeah for sure no oh, his podcast is amazing so we obviously need to do a second episode uh as yes. this mission meow progresses um yes, yes, yes. To be a part of this we're so excited that i feel like i look like a muppet like isn't that like a muppet dance like i feel like i don't know do we all look like muppets though 
the podcast people oh are like, my. what are they doing? Okay. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. So let's wrap it up. Thank you so much for, Sorry, uh, for joining you. us. And um, thank you all, everyone that's joined us here today. And thank you for your support. We will be back. So stay tuned. We will be back with Sally um, later in the year with more amazing information on Mission Meow. Um, and Can you tell them ab about you and Mission Meow? We well, are so we're obviously going to be a part of Mission Meow. Yes. And we, we're going to have some <laughs> exciting movements. Their business, yes, and these two ladies. And they strung me along. I talked to them for 45 minutes, and they're like, so what do you want from us? I'm like, I want your business to support us. And you're like, oh, well, you had us at five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> you had us at hello. Like, of course, you're going to talk more. <laughs> in our inflection in our voice. <laughs> That's a, it's a no brainer, folks. It's a no brainer. This is such an exciting opportunity for so many businesses, you yep. know, big, small, uh, like you yeah. said, you have to be a cat business. Uh, it can be nope. your local baker nope. or your, yeah. whatever it may be. I, yeah. I just feel like this is the beginning of something truly huge and, and beautiful. So yeah, I feel it too. Like she yeah. said, manifest that. Yeah. yeah. And Laura Lee said, you had us at meow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I yes. love that. We will be messaging you as well. She commented. She I remember, remember my little, so we started with a funny, I said, I saw something today that said, remember there's meow and homeowner. And they were like, thank you. You'll never say home homeowner the same ever. So home meowner, right? Yeah, home meowner. Home meowner. So we're ending funny. Home meowner. Home meowner. I love you, ladies, so much. Thank you so much for having me on here and talking all about Mission Meow with me. I love you, love you, love you, love you. We love you so much. Can't wait for the second episode. Yes. Great. Thank you and happy and happy Thursday. Happy Friday Eve or Friday Eve. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Love Bye. you.